Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Wednesday Night Flex, a weekly look at high school sports in the ATX. Go to flxatx.com and follow at FlexATX on social media. And now, here's Zach Lucero, Cameron Parker, and the Flex family. Wednesday Night Flex on the Horn. Flex, ATX, it's a Wednesday night. You know the vibes. It starts getting darker later. Got the boys on the radio. It's, it's a good day. It's a good day. Wednesday is a good day. Don't worry, everybody. I'm back. Got to take the reins back from Nolan Hogan, from Derek Cohen, <laughs> Ty Henderson. Thanks for the thanks to the boys for for holding it down last week. Got to talk to to, to NFL vet. Got to talk to a couple boys over over at Hayes. Uh, really good show. I, I I tuned in to listen. I know Cameron didn't, but. Um, it, was, it, was, it was definitely a good show. But I'm your host, Zach Lucero, at Zach Ain't Whack on all my social media, at FLXATX. On our social media, behind the glass, Cameron Parker. Say what's up, Cam. What's up, guys? Glad to be back together. It's been a handful of weeks. Yeah, we were off for a couple of weeks. Shout out Texas basketball and that really awesome run, Texas baseball. I think, uh, Zach, didn't you propose in Utah last week? Is that where you went up there? Or No, I went to Idaho and didn't, okay. and didn't propose, okay. but my girlfriend's probably listening and she's going to be asking questions now, so I appreciate uh. <laughs> uh, Nolan Hogan, son what of Aaron up? Hogan. How's it going, bro? I'm great. It's a great Wednesday. It's a good day. Good day, good day to be alive. Shout out to Nolan for letting me borrow all the, uh, all the snowboards. Getting all gear. the compliments in my snow gear, yeah. dude. Come and on. Got to shred it up in Idaho. And then sitting across from me, someone we're going to get to know a lot better in this episode, says he's a fan of Jamal Charles. Kind of got the flow going on, not quite like Pops, but getting there, looking swole up. Mr. Trackstar, Mr. D1 bound running back, uh, Nico Hamilton. How's it going, bro? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, exci- I'm excited to get to know Nico. Uh, and then also in the show coming up here pretty soon, we're going to be talking to uh, to newly appointed head coach over at Dell Valley, Todd Patman. Uh, you might be familiar with that last name. They've got a lot of Patmans running around. Uh, here in the five one two and success in a lot of sports, um, but Nolan, I mean, it's been a fun it's been a fun couple of weeks. I mean, we haven't got to really talk kind of current events and, and how things are going along the uh, the, the high school spectrum. Um, soccer season in full swing, both boys and girls in playoffs right now. We'll get to some of those um, kind of playoff paths and scores here in just a minute. Um, baseball nearing playoffs as well. Uh, Mike Hards, you get to, get to hear him talk about baseball and the Texas and the pro yeah. scene and. And I'm sure he'd love to talk high school baseball once the time comes to, to really kind of dive into that. Um, Cameron Parker, the voice of the Round Rock Dragons, um, has got to see one of the best teams in, in, in Central Texas in, in action uh, for the last couple of weeks. So what, what has that been like for you, Cam? It's been a blast. And actually, got to shout out Harge because he's the one that set me up with the Booster Club to get out there. And yeah, 24 nothing victory last night over Maynard in five innings, a combined perfect game with Travis Sakura, uh, UT Longhorn commit. But uh He's probably going to end up as a top 10 draft pick. 
um, when MLB Draft Day comes around. It's it's been a really fun season, and then also in, in the Westlake side, Westlake's undefeated, but Austin Bowie's six and one as well. A great season for Austin Bowie. They haven't played each other yet, but it's going to be fun down the stretch when we see Westlake and Bowie because that will be a battle for uh, the top spot in their district. Yeah, state ranked Westwood. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to have some of those guys on um, here here in the next couple of weeks. Shout out Ty Henderson. Westlake guy gonna gonna help set us up with that, um, but Nolan, I, I know we, we were kind of looking for some cool stories to talk about and and, and wrestling, uh, something that already had their state championship. Uh, can you shout out a couple of those guys that that really held it down in wrestling? Yeah, I mean, uh, shout out to the statesman for these uh, making these nominations for the All Central Texas Wrestlers of the Year. So we have Zachary Hampton from Vandergrift, who is a 175 division, 175 pound division, six A, third place runner up. So I mean. Uh, you got to give him kudos. He ran through a couple great uh, opponents from Hyde Park and some other great opponents to get his third place uh, finish. So, sh- shout out to Zachary Hampton at Vandergrift. And we got Olivia Moreno from Bowie, who is probably one of the pound for pound best wrestlers in the history of state competition in women's. Maybe both men's and women's. So, she's captured her third straight state championship in 6A at Bowie. And she is a dual athlete. So she plays softball as well at Bowie. And she was a All-American softball player, state Central Te- uh, Central Texas Softball Player of the Year last year. So she's just an all-around all athlete. So shout-out to those two athletes to be winning state championships and competing against every, the best in the state. Yeah, Nolan, and speaking of softball, I think that tees you up really well for the other story that you found. Um, something that we don't talk about quite as much that, that uh, I mean, we talked, we've kind of, we've vigilated around in, in St. Andrews. We talked St. Michael's a little bit, um, but Hyde Park. I mean, we talked about them at football and Phil Dawson taking over that program. Um, and so, but their softball program, they, they did something really cool. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so this, I think it was this past month, they went to Lima, Peru for a little mission slash coaching trip. So they went to a, to Lima, where'd my notes go? There we go. They went to Lima, Peru. Went to a went to a field, kind of a couple miles back behind that spot in Com- Complejo Deporti- Deportivo in the neighborhood okay. in, the, in the Via Maria <laughs> de Triunfo, uh, and it's a few miles outside of Lima. So they're going to this small field and teaching cl- clinics to all the local kids who are walking on these like unpaved trails just to get to the field and play some baseball and so these kids have never seen Americans before they're playing baseball and learning the game from Americans and a a high school team that plays together every day so it was a cool experience for them they stayed there for eight days and taught these kids the game of baseball and softball yeah and and I think that's something just really different and and just kind of uh, something that that you normally wouldn't get to experience at, at a public school and um, just kind of the, the things outside of just regular classes and, 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 and sports after school that you get from a private school, like getting to go on those mission trips and a lot of that stuff getting funded through the school and those opportunities that you get um, through the school, like going on going to Peru uh, as part of a mission trip and, and being able to tie in your sport um, mm-hmm. and, and giving the opportunities that, that, that some of those people in these countries that aren't in the USA, that aren't lucky enough to, to, to be to get to do the things that we were able to yeah. do that just seems like no big deal um, to, to teach kids and, and, and really show kids um, kind of kind of their way of doing things and, and get, get, getting these kids off the streets and just giving them equipment and giving them um, lessons that they wouldn't normally have. So a uh, big shout-out to Hyde Park, the coaches, the, the administrators over there uh, to, to put together that opportunity. So 
Um, that was really that, that's really cool. And, and we mentioned soccer. We'll, we'll get to some of these scores hopefully if we have time at the end of the show. But both boys and girls onto the regional quarterfinals, um, and, and we still have plenty of uh, plenty of Austin area five one two representation um, on both sides of boys and girls soccer. But before we get to that, and before we get to my man Nico Hamilton, let's talk a little bit about the Dell Valley Cardinals. And I want to give a huge congratulations and thank you for coming on the show. Um, new head coach, uh, Todd Patman. Coach, thank you for coming on. Thank you. I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I'm an avid listener and I uh, love the way you guys support high school athletics. Yes, sir. Coach Padman, um, just getting announced as, as the new head coach over at Dell Valley. Uh, been around that program for a little bit, but but fully taken over the reins now that Coach Acosta has moved on uh, and coaching things at, at, the, at the college level. Um, so for you, Coach Patman, for, for people that don't know um, kind of your story, uh, can, can you kind of talk about um, just your time as a, like a, as, a, as a player and kind of how football has, has gone for you, going from a player and then um, kind of all the steps that you took along your path to, to end up at Dell Valley? I'm from Oklahoma, which uh, I don't say too often in these parts, but uh, grew up in a very competitive family. Uh, you know, we loved football from the very beginning. I was able to win a state title, you know, in high school, played D2 college, and uh, coached one year in high school and wanted to uh, – I'm sorry, coached one year in college. And I wanted to get to uh, the place where the best high school football was played, so I got to Texas as fast as possible. Um I was blessed to get a job in DeSoto, America, where my four years in DeSoto, we had, uh, I coached seven guys that played in the NFL. <clears throat> From there, I was able to uh, get to Austin Reagan, be a head coach at Austin Reagan. Awesome experience there. Um, From there, I went to Vista Ridge, able to uh, coach my son, Tyler, who uh, played for Kansas and Oklahoma State, you know, and he went on to play for the Cowboys and the Jags. Um, Spent 13 years in Bastrop, which was amazing. I uh, watched that area grow, go from one high school to two. Uh, and then from there, I was able to go to Del Valley. Uh, I've always had a passion for young people, uh, watching them grow and excel. And, um, you know, just being in, in DVISD, it's allowed me to see the great things that we do there. It's a growing district, and um, our leadership does a fantastic job. And so I'm just really excited and humbled for this opportunity. Coach, uh, you mentioned coming from a from a competitive family, and you've definitely brought that into your family. You mentioned your oldest son, Tyler. Your youngest son is also um, coming up through the ranks at Del Valley, going to end up, uh, in my opinion, being a Division One player. Uh, but maybe the most athletic of them all, your daughter, Emma, um, broke the record in, for, for, for kills in the area, um, incredible usage rate as an outside hitter for, for, for Cedar Ridge. Um, can you kind of brag on your kids a little bit? I definitely will, and you know my my two sons. They kind of get upset or, or look at me crazy. We, when I say competitive, you know, when when Tyler comes home, Monopoly, uh, sorry, whatever we play, everybody's trying to win. And so, you know, Emma Grace being the most athletic, she is the most athletic child I have. Uh, one of the, the more dynamic athletes in our entire family. Uh, great work ethic. Of course, she's a fantastic student. Uh, love competing. Matter of fact, she's running track for Cedar Ridge right now. And so, uh, you know, she's going on to Lafayette to play volleyball, but uh, I'm just really proud of her. Um, and it is tough on Coleman being the, being the youngest when your two older siblings went D1 or are going to Division I uh, institutions. And so, you know, that's his goal. 
just like any other high school football player here in the state of Texas. You know, he's just been blessed with the best size of all my kids. You know, Coleman, 6'3", 191, uh, has a 5.3 GPA, runs track, um, you know. So he's uh, – and right now he's a defensive back, and that's where we, we, we kind of project him. And so um, we talk about being athletic and having great grades. You know, all my kids are blessed. Their mom did a great job. You know, that's where they got it from. They get it from me. But uh, Coleman being 6'3 and 190, you know, he kind of got blessed with the size. Uh, Coach, I want to I ask one more question about volleyball. I mean, you come from a football background, a son playing in the NFL, coaching on the sideline, hearing how crazy those football parents are yelling from the stands. But I think what might top that is volleyball parents. I mean, being at, being out, hearing the parents yelling from the stands at a volleyball game and, and let alone the club scene, um, how crazy is that going from you coming off the gridiron and, and, and being, a, being, a, being a volleyball dad? It was, uh, it was eye-opening. You know, uh, us volleyball parents, we get kind of rowdy, you know, and Sometimes I'm just yelling, and I'm yelling the wrong things. <laughs> and so it's uh, it's very intense. You know, the thing I will say about volleyball parents and that, and that select crowd is it's a huge investment, not just, you know, of your, your income, but of your time. You know, when you're flying to Orlando one weekend, to Vegas the next weekend, you know, so as a family, it's a huge investment. And so, yeah, we're, we're very competitive and uh, – like I said, sometimes myself and the fellow dads are we're yelling the wrong things and we're all upset and our daughters just give us that look. You know, so it's uh it was very good for Emma Grace to play for uh, Austin Skyline. She grew tremendously, um, very proud of her and, and, and just that club, the way that they helped her grow. Coach, backing up to these last few weeks, what has it been like for you? Did you expect to get a head coaching job so soon after Moving from Bastrop to Del Valley, and and it, did you did you know it was coming, or was it a, a quick move for Coach Acosta to, to Arkansas Pine Bluff? Now that in the back of your mind, knowing Coach Acosta's history, three years, and so I, I think, uh, and, and it, it was difficult, but it's also a blessing because you know you have to labor and you have to wait. Um, want to be in charge you want to see things but also i want to grow and learn from him and so you know the departure was was tough on our kids you know in our program because you know bobby acosta is a huge name and so uh just trying to learn some of the things that that he was doing there also trying to build the program and also trying to tell these young men hey we can win if we do things right and so it was uh it it was a, a be a big challenge moving forward very excited, uh, like I said, and I'm very humbled, you know, to, to be one of, I think there's 249 6A schools in, in the state of Texas, or, and I'm, I'm one of those head coaches. So, man, I, I am, uh, and in a very tough district. So, you know, the last few, the last month, I think I worked 28 days straight, and that's just what it is. And so, yeah, it, it was a grind, but, man, I'm really excited. You mentioned that tough district. I wanted to ask you about that because – you already had Westlake and Lake Travis in it. Now you got Dripping Springs. What was this past season like at having to scheme against these, these programs, these schools, and now knowing that, hey, i got to be the head coach and worry about the offense and the defense against three of the top programs in the state of Texas, not just Central Texas? It's, uh, it's amazing to watch the talent and the schemes and the way that they commit themselves. You know, And, and so sometimes you don't realize that you get on the field. 
you can watch film on Westlake all day. It is a different beast when you're on the field live. And so, you know, coming from the 5A ranks, it was a big adjustment for Coleman, you know, and then he adjusted fast. Uh, I had coached in DeSoto and coached in big games, and so I kind of understood it. Um, but it, it's – I tell you what, and not just for football. If you look at all sports in that district, when you have a Buda Johnson and a Dripping Springs and Bowie, that, that's three very good competitive high schools in all sports without even talking about Westlake and Lake Travis and Anderson and Austin High. We all add something, you know, to the district. So uh, I think, you know, for me being a defensive guy, learning how to manage – the game is something I'm going to really, you know, focus on and making sure that we do a good job on both sides of the ball and special teams. And so, uh, really excited about the, the huge challenge because it will be a challenge in this district. Newly appointed Dell Valley head coach Todd Patman on the phone, Flex ATX. Um, coach, a couple more for you before we let you go. Um, Everyone knows Coach Bobby Acosta is an offensive guy, kind of quarterback guru, comes up with these awesome schemes on offense. Um, but you're a defensive guy. Um, given the, the talent that you have in Del Valley, um, being a defensive guy, the, the, the facilities you have at Del Valley, uh, what, what can Del Valley fans and Del Valley athletes I- I expect um, for, for, from that program after you take over? Yes, yeah, sir. Well, one of the things we talked about right away was building a culture of competitiveness. So we want to compete. You know, and everything that we do, and we, we're blessed to be able to say, hey, we compete against some of the best in Texas. You know, and so, you know, with our returners, we, we're going to return a, a, a big bulk of our offensive linemen. We have three running backs coming back. You know, and so it would be foolish for me to say, hey, we're going to do something different. You know, we, we have to build an identity of being tough. We're going to run the ball. And I think if you look at Dale Valley's history, when they were good, they ran the ball. You know, and so we have some young quarterbacks. They're going to have to grow up fast. Uh, we're going to be physical as possible. Uh, and I think sometimes people think, well, he, he's a defensive coach. Well, I know exactly what hurts a defense. So hopefully that's something that we can bring to light. Um, but, again, you know, our thing right now is just being competitive in everything that we do, track, offseason, powerlifting, uh, and then try to bring that competitiveness to the football field. And so um, really excited. You know, our kids have done a really good job of responding. Um, and we'll start spring ball in about – few weeks and then we'll see where we are as a program as far as our physicality but we want to be a physical team on both sides of the ball all right coach a couple more for you and again thanks thanks for your time um so taking over for you on, on the rest of this radio show after after we sign off with you uh we have lake travis running back nico hamilton and uh and, and cameron made a good point in, in in that district you have to scheme for these these high caliber offenses um, but we, so we're going to be talking to nico the rest of the show as a defensive guy what what is your mindset leading up to a game to, to, to scheme up and to try to come up with a plan against a really, really good running game? I'll tell you what, that, uh, Lake Travis does an awesome job. I mean, so does Drip, and I mean, everyone does. But, you know, talking about Nico, I watched those guys, you know, the way they ran the ball against Arlington Martin. That was an eye-opener. I know how good Arlington Martin is, you know. And so the, the big thing is against good offenses and elite teams we play against, you're not going to stop these offenses. Basically, is how do you slow them down? You know, how do you, you extend the drive, make them have to snap again? And so, you know, the big thing is trying to, you know, crowd the box and take away the first option in the, the, the RPO game, you know. But sometimes, you know, those guys are just that good. And so I, I think, you know, it's, it's, yeah, you want to scheme. Yes, you want to put kids in position. But it's just how do you limit their big plays and how do you limit their, their guys 
you know, and then how do you take snaps away from them? Uh, all right, Coach, one, one more for me. So I, I asked Emma, I was like, what's something cool? What's something about your dad? What, what is he into? I was like, is he into cooking? And she said, heck no. I don't know, I don't know what that means. But then she said that you're super into how you look. So I know Co- Coach Belichick got the hoodie. You got, you got the, uh, the, the, the Highland Park coach, like to get all dressed up on the sideline. He said, she said that you're into, in, into ironing your T-shirts. Everything got to be super clean. So what, what's your mindset like going into game day, ironing your T-shirts and, and, and getting your style right? <laughs> I tell you what, my, uh, my grandmother was really big on, you know, looking the part. Um, I, I'm big on, on white shoes, being white. I love my white shoes. I, you know, I, I wear them all the time on game day and that, that you know, looking crisp. I'm also big on my on my my shirts looking good, and so that's just something I've always done. I've always been like that, um, you know. And just <laughs> and I can't cook. I don't know what immigrants are talking about. I can cook, but yeah, the white the white tennis shoes and the long sleeve shirt and the game day. I just you know, and we tell our kids that, and I believe in that. You know, if you look good, you feel good, you play good. And so I was always flashy as a player. On my kids to feel that way, and just you know, so I've always been a neat guy. Keep you know, keep myself looking neat, and then try to be you know on point. Coach, I work pretty extensively with Craig Way, and we talked today during Light the Tower uh, about you coming on the Flex Show, and he mentioned that he knew yes, you pretty sir. well, and that I believe you actually taught his son Andy. Is that correct in history class? I I I, I taught Andy and his daughter. Oh, okay. Any good you know, way stories? Andy, Andy, Andy was my guy. We we got off track. We got off a history off the way. We started off Mr. Way for a long time. Andy as well, and uh, you know, just a great relationship. Love Craig, the things that he does, and any chance I get to listen to him, I do. All right, Coach, we'll let you go on that. And before we let you go, finally, uh, who are you shouting out here tonight? I tell you what, man. I'm I'm shouting out the Card Nation. Uh, our young men have done a great job responding, you know, to my demands. Um, really excited about our eighth grade group, and I, I want to give a, a big shout out to our track program that'll be running tomorrow, Cedar Ridge, and then also to our our softball team bouncing back. Del Valley softball has been on fire. Had a tough one yesterday, but I know they're going to bounce back on Friday, and then so did uh, Del Valley baseball. Uh, led the game for five innings and then got beat by Lake Travis. So just love our kids competing. Uh, big shout-out to them and, and a huge shout-out to my wife because, she, you know, I work seven days a week. She holds it down and is uh, very supportive. And sometimes she knows more football than I do. At least she'll tell you that. Well, Coach Patman, we thank you so much for your time and congratulations on the new gig. Thank you. All right, brand-new Del Valley head coach Todd Patman taking over for Bobby Acosta. Listening to the Flex ATX Wednesday night show. Coming up next, Nico Hamilton, the Lake Travis running back when the Flex continues. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Flex, ATX. Nolan, I heard you try to open the show like me last week. Dude, I got your cadence, and I, I said your name, too. I, I said my name is Zach Lucero. <laughs> Zach Lucero, Nolan Hogan, Cameron Parker, Nico Hamilton, Nico Hamilton's dad in the stew with us. Uh, before we get to the D1 bound, the record, soon-to-be record breaker, the flowed up Nico Hamilton, Let's talk about a couple soccer scores. We mentioned soccer playoffs. Both of those into the quarterfinals now, uh, Cameron. Yeah, so we now are on to the regional quarterfinal round. And let's shout out a couple of the Centex schools. Starting off with the boys' soccer 6A. we got Stony Point in Dripping Springs playing on Friday. Drip both girls and boys made it to the next round. That should be a good game. And then boys' 5A soccer. Cedar Park's Jackson Mask. I shout the goalkeeper. He had an incredible outing in shootouts. A lot of games from the Centex region went to shootouts. And actually, after Cedar Park missed their first couple ones, Jackson Mass saved the season both literally and figuratively, stopping three straight shootout kicks. Cedar Park would end up winning that game over Alamo Heights. They'll now face Southwest on Friday. Another Centex school, Fleurville Connolly, blanking Magnolia West 3 0. They'll face against Laz, a liberal arts and science academy. Who knew? They have a great soccer program this season. They'll meet on Friday in the regional quarterfinals for the boys 5A. And then Leander and Rouse will meet for the third time this season. District rivals. They tied the first game, but then Rouse beat Leander 6-0 the second time. So they'll face Friday as well. That'll be a good one. Then the girls' side 6A. Round Rock outlasting San Antonio Reagan after a slight lightning delay. They'll win that game 2 to nothing. They'll face Dripping Springs on Friday in one of the most exciting games across the state of Texas in soccer. Now, Drips had a great season. They've been to the state title game. They're losing one of their best players, Ellie Hodson, because she's joining the USA under-16 women's national team. She's going to France this week, guys. So she's going to miss about the next two, three weeks of the season, which could hurt Dripping Springs. But we'll see a really fun game against Round Rock and Dripping Springs on the girls' side. Also, Georgetown, Burnett, Giddings, Wimberley, all advancing to the regional quarterfinals as well. And a great stat on the Dripping Springs Tigers. They've outscored teams 109-11 to this season. Caroline Dill, their goalkeeper, has 13 shutouts. So that'll be a good game. And then Vandergrift, they'll play Westwood. Uh, Fifers won in the shootout over San Antonio Johnson this last week. Uh, Libby Brookers, their goalie, had three huge saves in the shootout. And then Westwood winning with 58 seconds left to go in the second half. Uh, Mia Wiley, I believe, is her last name. She had two goals, a brace in that victory over New Braunfels. And on the girls' side in 5A, Leander, they uh, shut out Alamo Heights. They won. They played Canyon on Friday. And then Georgetown girls, they'll play Magnolia after scoring three goals in the first half. Mentioned the 4A schools, Wimberley and Burnett, all advancing to 4A. Cameron Parker with the footy update. Uh, Cameron, you last year did you call the state championship games? I did the Drip Boys uh, state title game against Frisco Wakeland. And then what, is, what is that atmosphere like? I feel like all the listeners know uh, maybe they've been to an Austin FC game, but for the most part what they know is, is, is Texas high school football. But being there at state, calling those games, uh, what, what was that atmosphere like? If you can find a high school that really cares about their soccer program like Frisco Wakeland, the environments are really fun. Like uh, some, you know, some high schools, it can be good or bad. I know Nico knows with Lake Travis, they have a great uh, fan atmosphere, a great turnout. Sometimes you don't have that in every high school. Depends on the support you have, but for for soccer games, they can, they can get um they don't get on the Austin FC level, but they get pretty high. It's it's fun to call, especially in a state title game. They play up in Georgetown, so it's almost a you know kind of like home game for Dripping Springs. It was last season, but Frisco Wakeland uh, they travel well. They had both the girls and boys uh, teams playing in that state championship last season. All right, you said his name. Let's get to it. 
sitting across from me, introduced him a couple times, but uh, Lake Travis running back over 1,000 yards on the season, Nico Hamilton. First of all, um, shout out to, to Coach Harge for, for helping set this up. Shout out to your dad for, uh, for, for letting you pull up and, and bringing you up here, and uh, thanks for coming on the show, bro. Sir. Um, so Cameron kind of mentioned it there, like about playing at Lake Travis. I, I think that's where I want to start. Um, I mean, if, if you ask someone outside of Austin uh, about a school in Austin, they know Lake Travis. If you ask someone that's a high school football fan in, in general across the nation, there's a, there's a high percent chance they know Lake Travis. Um, but it's not just football that, that the success is over there at Lake Travis. They have a good baseball program. Their volleyball program is good. Their basketball program is good. Um, what is it like just being a student athlete over, over at Lake Travis? Well, I mean, it's it's a really big difference, especially because I transferred my freshman year um, from Bowie. It was a really big difference, like just going to camps and coaches seeing that I like I wear my Lake Travis shorts and coaches seeing that, oh, you go to Lake Travis, you know, just brings extra attention to anywhere I go. Or it, even if I like if I go to a camp and it'll be out of town, like I went to um, the All-American San Antonio, the one in San Antonio. I mean, and I would wear, you know, the Lake Travis stuff. Um, cause it was a multi-day camp. I would wear it out in the hotel and people would see it be like, Oh, you go to Lake Travis. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just a lot. Yeah. Just attention. kind of that, kind of that recognition. Um, but, but another thing I, I've noticed too, like going to other sports at Lake Travis, it always seems like the football team is there supporting or, mm-hmm. or the basketball team is at the football games or the volleyball team is at this game. Um, have do you feel that kind of camaraderie amongst like the other student athletes, maybe like to a heightened level over at Lake Travis? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the energy at the games, like at the home games is crazy. Like I just, it's, it's way different than any school. Like if anytime we're away, it's just no energy. Like sometimes there's not even music, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to get hyped, but, um, like just any other game that it's at home, you know, our, our student section is crazy. Like <laughs> they go, they go crazy. All right, so we mentioned the stats, over 1,300 total yards, 12 touchdowns um, in, in limited playing time. Um, but, I mean, you heard Coach Patman talk about it, that, that Arlington Martin game. To start the season on TV, we're at the Texas Rangers ballpark. Um, kind of really like a coming out. I mean, we all saw you, like, wearing this medium in 7-on-7, seven seven, but, I mean, this, this uh, Arlington Martin game was like a, a true coming out party for you against a really um, high-caliber uh, opponent. What do you remember from that game and, and – and, uh, and how, how are you feeling after the game? And, I mean, I know you, you got a little nicked up in that game, but um, just in terms of your performance and, and what you were able to show people, what do you remember from that game? Uh, I remember it starting off pretty slow. I mean, I remember just getting – I remember getting the ball a lot, though. I mean, what, how many – I think I had, like, 21 carries that game. Um, and I was just waiting to pop one. I remember – I one thing I do specifically remember is right before the drive that I had that 73-yard touchdown, I remember going – out walking out the very first play I remember just telling myself that I need to break one that I need like my team needs it um right now or else it was gonna just gonna be way harder because it was we were down I think three scores it might have been like 17 points or maybe two touchdowns um and I knew we needed a touchdown so um as soon as they called the outside zone I, I knew I needed to get to the end zone and I think one of the biggest things watching that game I mean hearing that that Bo wasn't going to start um a, a couple of days before that game um, trying to figure out what Lake Travis was going to look like. Because, I mean, I'm sure you, you, you mentioned people recognizing your shorts at camps. Um, they recognize you as coming from the quarterback school or from mm-hmm. the passing school, trying to figure out what this offense was going to look like with a brand-new quarterback. 
um, and then watching that game and seeing that it was going to be a heavy dose of Nico Hamilton. Um, what was your preparation like in, in order to not kind of have that like first game jitters or to have um, maybe more time to, to warm up, knowing that you were going to get a ball, the ball a bunch of time? What was your preparation like once you kind of figured out that, that that's where the offense was going to go this year? Um, it was a, a lot of work and practice. I mean, just uh, the coach is pushing me a lot, just, you know, making sure I'm on my stuff, just on my P's and Q's at practice, always trying to get everything out of me so I can be ready for the game. Because, I mean, in practice, the tempo is, is quick. Like, we're going play, 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 and I'll get three plays off and I'm right back in it. So whenever game time comes, it's way slower. It's, you know, it's a lot more just – I can. It's more like uh, I can control the tempo. Like, just it's it's a lot. It's a lot slower. So when like it, it practice helps a lot. Going into the game, it it just slows down the game for me, and it makes it a lot easier for me. And when when the coaches, uh, I'm sure, came to you and and kind of told you that like, hey, uh, this season's gonna look a little bit different because we're not gonna have Bo. We're we're gonna run the ball a lot more. Even even with Caden, like he's able to 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 use his legs a lot more. Just kind of that different aspect in, in, in the offense. Um, did, were you, like, excited to hear that? I mean, come, you, you mentioned coming from a new school. Like, did you have um, that confidence, or is that, or is that something you had to work towards? No, I was I was ready. I was definitely ready. I, I wanted to show that I could, you know, play ball, and I wanted, I wanted a good game, especially on being on ESPN, so be a lot of exposure. I wanted to show that I can – what I could do. Um, and – and I I believe that I did show what I could do. I, yeah, I I, mean, I I definitely think so. Twenty eight carries, one tud, but I mean you had a hundred and ninety five yards. Yeah, in twenty eight carries. Yeah, I mean if you're gonna do something on ESPN, like that's the way to do it. I mean, like normally people watching ESPN for their for their fantasy running back. I mean that would have been a good amount of fantasy points right there. Oh yeah. Um, it's but uh, PPR. Yeah, we we mentioned uh, we mentioned Bo, um, good good friend of mine, good friend of the show, um. It couldn't have been more unfortunate and, and happened to 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 a nicer person than Bo Edmondson having to deal with that injury, um, and and we're super happy for him to get the opportunity to go play in go play in Vegas, um, but having Bo on the sideline, um, what what how how big of a factor is that to you and, and the rest of the guys having someone that knows the offense that that has been there done that, um, what were you able, what were you able to learn from a player like Bo? I mean Bo Bo. Since he wasn't on the field, that didn't really affect the way he would act around the team. Like, he was never down about anything. There was never days that he would just go out to practice and be sad that he wasn't on the field. He was pretty much a coach at that point. He was getting everybody. He was. He, it might as well have been, uh, you know, the starting quarterback. He was still a leader. He was still leading everybody, um, you know, getting everybody hyped before the game, making sure everybody was in the right mindset, um, getting everybody on their P's and Q's at practice, just everything. He was. He was pretty much a coach at that point. Yeah, and then so so no bow equaled Caden Leon, and, mm-hmm. and I mean we saw in, in seven on seven, Caden Leon was like one of the best receivers. Yeah, like um, so what was that like for y'all? I mean, because y'all were really like a, like a one two punch, like a dynamic duo. Like I mentioned, him being able to run the ball on on his side of things as well, having you in the backfield. Um, what is your relationship like with Caden, and and how did you guys approach um, this season being two um, two of the biggest factors of the offense, but being brand new, both of you guys? Um. I actually got really close with Caden this year. Um, we actually ended up having two classes, so I would see him all throughout the day and then after school. So, um, you know, we, we got really tight, especially just being in the backfield with him all the time. Um, it made a lot of defensive, uh, like just it made a lot of defensive um, worry about, you know, the option and stuff like that. So 
Um, yeah, man, but I, I'm real cool with Caden. That's my guy. You, you think he's gonna he's gonna be uh, pretty nice for the year, for years to come there? Yeah, I, I I don't even know what we're doing this year. I mean, I he they he might go back to receiver. He might be a quarterback. I don't know. Yet. Is is he in your opinion like that athletic that he could do both? Oh, yeah. hands down. Easy. He plays plays baseball. He plays football. Um, what else does he play? He plays um, uh, basketball. Yeah, basketball, basketball. Your dad over here playing charades. Shout out so. Nico's dad. He's over here. <laughs> <laughs> throwing up the hoops Nico Hamilton Lake Travis running back in studio so we, we mentioned your your numbers your output um but we mentioned limited playing time you mm-hmm. got a little nicked up in that in that Arlington Martin game um when was it that you started feeling like you, you might have to miss some games and then how different of a season do you think this would have been had you been I mean no one's going to be healthy from wire to wire but um had you not been not, not had to miss as many games as you did um so against Steel, uh, when I got hurt, uh, I remember it was the second play of the game. Uh, safety came downhill, hit my thigh. I I didn't even really feel it until I got onto the sideline, and I was like, "Wow, that hurt!" And uh, I was I was actually crying on the sideline. It it hurt so bad. I've never felt something like that ever because I've never really been hurt like that, and that was my first time. And so I I mean I still went in for you know. Uh, all the rest of the first half and like the start of the third quarter and the and I at that point like in the third quarter I couldn't run anymore so they they had to take me out um I still ended up with like 100 yards and a touchdown but uh my backup Aiden Albright he I think he had one or two touchdowns that game um obviously that that could have been mine and then um I missed the game after that was Johnson um and we ran the ball a lot against them um, and I missed Aikens, and we had a lot of sixty-three points on yeah, the board yeah. in that game. <laughs> we had a lot of points that game too. So I mean, obviously, I missed I missed out on some stats, but um, you know that's what next year's for. When you have a season like that, when not just you, you go through some injuries, Nico, but the entire team, it felt like it was just a, a bad year for Lake Travis from the jump. Is is it hard not to get so frustrated knowing that like, dang, we're missing? one or two or three guys, and you're looking at Westlake and Drip, who, who stayed pretty healthy throughout the entire year. Um, no, I mean, I, I was still pretty confident all the whole season. I, I was still confident that, we, I, obviously, I was confident that we were going to win against Westlake, and that didn't go as planned. But um, And also against Drip, too, you know, it was just – it came down to the wire to the both games. Obviously, the score didn't really look like it against Westlake. Um, they scored in, like, the last two minutes, but – that's a lot was, of Westlake games, though. When they, they with those games, it's close until the end, and then they start chipping yeah. away with like garbage time almost. Yeah, um, and we were winning going into the first half, but I mean, we we were moving the ball every drive, and then just I don't know, second half went downhill, um, and just you know turnovers, uh, you know, just just couldn't move the ball as well, and then against Drip. Uh, it was we came down to the very last drive, and it was fourth and one, and on our like on our own, I want to say forty, and my right tackle missed an assignment. He went up to the second level right after, and the the end came in free, and you know we didn't make, we didn't get it, so they ran the clock the rest of the game. But that you know that was the game. Yeah, I mean looking looking at you guys' record, I mean it, it's it's weird to see seven and five next to next to next to Lake Travis. What is how motivating is that to to you and and Caden and the coaching staff 
to be like, okay, this is this is never going to happen again, and I'm going to make sure about that. How how motivating is that, and and how has your preparation? I mean, maybe maybe in the weight room to to try to prevent injuries, but how how has your preparation been like to 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 avoid that? Uh, we I mean we talk about it every day, like how just like we we can't we can't have these seasons anymore. Like I feel like the past two years have been underwhelming for us, but I mean I definitely think you know going into next year. Our team was very young this past year, so we're going to have a lot of returning starters, and I think that we're going to get the job done this year. It's not going to be any uh, anything underwhelming. Yeah, I remember I did an interview this is like a long time ago with Maynard. Maynard had like this crazy storybook season. I think it was like 2012, 2013, and uh, only to, to meet Cedar Park. That was like when Cedar Park was on there, like mm-hmm. craziest. And uh, they, met, they met Cedar Park like in the quarterfinals or something, and Cedar Park just blew them out. And I remember interviewing this this Maynard linebacker, and he was like crying in the interview. He was like, I sw- he was like, he looked at the scoreboard. He was like, I swear to God, that's never gonna happen again. And 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 I feel like th- sometimes that type of thing can be like all the motivation you need. Mm-hmm. Nico Hamilton, we got to know Nico Hamilton, the player. When we come back, let's get to know Nico Hamilton, the person. It's a flex. Flex ATX last segment of the night. I don't think that charades anymore that Nico Hamilton's doing. Uh, Nico Hamilton's dad's doing Zach Lucero, Nolan Hogan, Cameron Parker, Nico Hamilton, Nico Hamilton's pops in the building. Tony Hamilton. Say, Say what's up in the mic, Mr. Hamilton. Hello, 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 hello. How's everybody doing out there? Uh, quick, quick question for you. As a parent, what what has this ride been like? I mean, your son's going to Division One camps. He's he's a, a key piece of a major six A school's offense. Um, as a dad, like going to the games, seeing your son progress as a player, going to these recruiting trips, um, seeing the opportunities that are going to be afforded to your son. Um, how, how cool is that for you to be a part of this ride? Man, you know, I was actually thinking about it the other day, and I was thinking how. Um, you know, when we started getting him training when he was 10 years old and uh, how, you know, he had a lot of things that he needed to work on and just how far he's come from uh, when we first started getting him training back in sixth grade to where we're at today. Um, there's just been a lot of work that's been put in over the years and to see that uh, a lot of that work is starting to pay off. I think it's not only good for, for us as parents to see, but I think it's great for him to see as well that, you know, anything can be done as long as you put in the work. If you put in the work, you can accomplish the goals that you need. And we've been working on this since the sixth grade. So it's because of the work. You know what I mean? And it feels good to see it. Uh, last one for you uh, before you get back to your dancing. Um, when did you <laughs> when did you know that, uh, okay, like Nico might be a little bit different than, than some of the other kids playing, playing Pop Warner or playing seventh grade football, tackle football for the first time? When did you know, like, um, a big time varsity career is is possible. Playing Division One, playing college football is is something that that Nico could do. That's a great question. Um, I first recognized it uh, his freshman year at Bowie. Um, his freshman year at Bowie, they had a real good freshman team, um, but but Nico definitely stood out. And uh, you know, like when when you're in the seventh, when you're watching your kids play in the seventh and eighth grade, there's always like that one kid on the team, right, that that stands out, right? 
Um, and Nico's always, you know, been one of those kids, but not the kid, right? But his freshman year, you could tell that the training that he was putting in since the sixth grade, in the ninth grade, you can start seeing him uh, separate himself from a lot of the kids. And that's when I really saw it, it was the ninth grade. Yeah, and I, and I think behind every player that's come through the 512, that's come through in any level, any area, high school, into college, into whatever happens after that, it, it is, is a parent, a mom, a dad, a guardian, a, 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 someone that they look up to, um, and yourself in the situation that, that is really there to kind of guide and, and 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 put them through everything. So a huge shout out to you. It's not it's not easy. I mean, no, you're not. a coach. Pat, Patman mentioned like the the financial um, part of it in volleyball. I mean, it, it's it's no easy in, in football as well. Um, last last one for you. Any funny Nico stories before he was that guy <laughs> that you can remember? I mean, Nico well, laughing. So there's got to be something. I'll tell you one thing that. Well, this is probably when I when I knew that this kid was different. I, I would say, in the in kindergarten, okay, mm-hmm. this kid would <laughs> before school, right? We're getting ready to take him to school. He would come out of his room with a suit and tie on. Oh God! He's five years old with a suit and tie on. I'm ready for school, Dad. I was like, what is happening right now? I was like, yeah, and he doesn't, you know. Most if, if a kid comes to school with something like that on, you know, you would think that kids would probably laugh at him or whatever, but he didn't care. He had a suit and tie on and did not care and, and loved it. He was so just was getting like, ready for different. He's just getting ready for walking into NFL Sundays. Exactly. You know, when Fox is coming in, they, you know, they show Joe Joe Shiesty all decked exactly. up. That's going to be yeah. Nico. Yeah, Nico Shiesty for sure. Hey, you're, you're lucky he ended up putting you on all this football training and not signing you up for like. Uh, like business classes or, right? or, or something. Or <laughs> set you up with the franchise of Papa John's or something, man. And shout out Sean Rutherford, Bam, Mo, uh, Mo, Mo Wells, everybody, all the trainers. All right, Nico, we, uh, go back back to you, Mr. Suit and Tie. Um, you mentioned uh, your video games, playing Madden, playing 2K, playing, playing Fortnite. Um, who's the best Madden player in Me. the Lake Travis locker room? Me. Who's second best? Me. How far? Uh, <laughs> who, puts a, who puts up a, a good game against you? Like, who makes it like 21 skunk in the third quarter? And is it because you use the Chiefs and the Cheese? Probably Mo is probably the second best. My The left tackle. Uh, okay. Big Mo. Yeah. yeah. Probably, he's, he's all right. How, how good is he? I mean, you talk about your, you talk about your recruiting with your dad, but I mean, Mo is a, another guy that's mm-hmm. that's just blowing up. How, how good is he? And, and where, like, what kind of heights do you project him to end up at? I, I think he's he'll definitely. Pop off this year. He he had a really good season last year. I don't know how he has gotten more offers since then, but I mean he has UTSA. He's been talking to North Texas, um, and I know that he's talking to a lot more schools. So you know he's probably his recruiting is probably going to pop off soon. If you could compare yourself to one running back in college or, or, or pro, what's, who's that guy that you try to style your game after? Maybe that you look like. I've always, since college, I've been watching Saquon Barkley, so I that I, would, I wouldn't want to say him. Hey, Saquon Barkley not getting hurt in the thighs. Let me tell let me tell yeah. you that. Yeah, knees. It may be the dreads. I see Alvin Kamara. Come Alvin on, Kamara. That that's a good it. play style comp too. Because you 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 catch the ball, you can you, you're great in the open field. It's really similar game style there. Nico Hamilton, thank you for doing this, man. Before we let you go, who are you shouting out to? Just shout out my coaches. Shout out my teammates. Uh, shout out, like my dad said, Mo, Sean, Bam, all my trainers. Um, that's about it. 
Shout out your dad. My, my pops. For yeah. sure. And my mom. And all my sisters. Charades King himself. Cameron <laughs> Parker. Who are you shouting out? Uh, Derek Cohen for uh, blowing up our text messages during the show. Deco. Yeah, we're doing a show, Derek. You know that. You did it Do last some week. work, Derek. Jeez. <laughs> Nolan Hogan, who are you shouting out to? Uh, shout out my family. Shout out my dad. Shout out Flex. Shout out Austin Radio Network for the opportunity. Shout out all my G. Shout out Gone. Shout out God. Shout out Gang. We'll see you next week.